Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Neil, what's going on uh, this week? A new version of the Singapore anthem came out. Yes, and it's triggered quite a lot of nationwide debate. Discussion, yeah. Which is fine. And once you hear it, objectively... I'm not entirely sure why, because, <laughs> because it's not like it's suddenly become a hip-hop national anthem, or it's a gangster rap, or it's garage, or, you know, it's... It's pretty much the same anthem. It's slightly faster, which yeah. is no bad thing, slightly mm. more... And there's not much in it. I mean, if we had Jeremy Montero here, I'm sure he would tell us, you know, musically why it was so different. <laughs> well, you're a bit of a musician yourself, but well, it's not that. It's slightly faster, and the percussive elements, the... The crashing symbols mm. seems to be much more uplifting and pronounced and mm. loud and all that. And that that's no bad thing. But look, it's not, it's not a radical 12-inch mix for the old vinyl <laughs> lovers out there. You know, it's not a great deal of difference. What is interesting, though, is that in the same week, a music video has mm. been released on social media based on the rock legend... Ramley Sarip's version. Do you remember that? There yeah, was a, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was terrific. You know, yeah. there's a couple of old rockers that we are. That polarised. And when that polarised... polarized, The one that he did at National Day, yeah, right? Yeah, he sang it. Uh, yeah. Ramley Sarip, of course, Malay, Singaporean, singing lo- rock legend. Legend, yeah. He did an almost acoustic a cappella version of it. Mm. And even that polarised. And in those moments, you wanted to say... We've got more important things to worry about, maybe, than getting upset about this. I thought it was terrific. I I thought it was stirring, you know, hair-raising kind of... It came from the gut. It was a very visceral performance. So this week they've released it as a music video, and I think that's truly terrific. But there's been some some confusion, (laughs) as there often is. Some people have have thought that as this new national anthem has been released in the same week as the video of Ramley Sarrett's performance, some people have assumed that that is now the official national anthem. And everyone at school now, during flag raising... (sighs) has to sing along with Ramsey Surrey, <laughs> which I would be all for, Glenn. I, I, as you know, I do a lot of school talks, a lot of school assemblies, and 7.15, 7.20, it's run like clockwork, as you know, on a Monday morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want it to be as uplifting and as stirring as possible. So anything that makes the national anthem slightly faster, I'm all for. No, it was, uh, you know, the, the new version is good. It, it is... It's a polishing, I would say. It's an update and a polishing. It's not Romney Syrup's version. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think national anthems should be a little bit like language and that they should be able to evolve a little bit yeah. to meet, you know, changing needs. Now, having said that, there was the famous case, I don't know, was it 20 or 20, 20 plus years ago in the U.S. when at Sporting events, you know, the baseball games and American football games, they always sing the national anthem at the beginning. And usually it's a star, some sort of famous person does it. And Roseanne Barr, the actress, sang at at one of the baseball games. And she was so out of key (laughs) and she sung it so horribly that it instantly overnight she became not only a meme but also – uh, roundly hated oh, by take it very seriously in America. a lot of Americans, and to this day, she and again, this is like at least twenty years ago, she is still. People mention that. Yeah, well, it's a big deal. <laughs> the national anthem is your thing. I mean, to me, I'm not an American, but I saw the famous. I'm going to say 1992 Olympics. The the the, the Whitney Houston Star Spangled mm. Banger, a mm. ban- banger, banner. It was a banger. It, it was a real banger. <laughs> 
had the hairs on my neck standing yeah. up, and yes, I'm not an American. So these things, at all sporting events in the UK, of course, they do God Save the Queen, which is an impossible job because it is the world's dreariest national anthem, <laughs> and I can say that. You Maybe know, that needs a little refreshing. Uh, the, 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 you're asleep. You're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the Scottish comedian, uh, Billy Connolly, did a brilliant skit on this. And oh, he he's wonderful. That, he said years ago, he said that when you watch the Olympics, for some reason, all right, it's, a, it's only a joke, but he said the smaller the nation, the more upbeat the national anthem, <laughs> right? So he said, you'll get God Save the Queen, you know, the days of empire, mm. and they'll walk around with the flag and it'll be da, 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 da. <laughs> Then you'll get this tiny African-Asian nation. Togo or something. We're never going to win a gold medal ever, but we don't care. And it's so true. They're like lapping. They're lapping the Brits, you know, in the flag raising ceremony. And it's it's so true. The national anthem says so much about your country. Oh, so yeah. any little modifications and tweaks and yeah, there's no conspiracy theories. It happens all the time. Yeah, they just update it. They have to. And it's you know, look, you can get on you can get on YouTube and and see the updated version. It's fine. They've also uh, improved the recording qualities. The recording quality is better, and and like you say, the cymbals crash a little bit louder, and the pace is a little bit faster. But other than that, it's I not would... like they brought in Phil Spector, <laughs> which is probably a good from thing, jail, which is a good thing. Yes, you know, you, you, I think only the most dedicated of musos would probably pick out the differences. But yeah. yes, louder cymbals. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've covered that off. So that's good. Recycling gifts, regifting Re-gi- well, at the holidays. I think that is a great idea. Well, this is a thing because we talked about it a bit last week. And uh, just this week, it was my birthday and my wonderful mother sent me. You did uh, get the cake, right, that we sent over? I did, yes. Thank you so okay, much. Good. No, I didn't get anything. No, I'm just, yeah, my wonderful mother, uh, she knows I, I, I don't want anything. I don't want anything new. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to minimize as I get older. So she, she's a real eBay treasure hunter, my mother. Mm. I don't use eBay. I don't even know how to use it. But she goes on there and she, you know, those things, don't they? You have countdowns and, and she waits to the last second and puts her bid in. And she's the most kiasu of mothers. Loves it. Loves the bargain hunting. So she knows that I grew up loving the um, loving the uh, TV series The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I was I just thought it was, and and seriously, folks, for you big Marvel fans, which is everybody in Singapore. Right. All jokes aside, the nineteen seventies. 78, 79, TV series, mm. The Incredible Hulk, was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. And you may not, I'm going to say this, it's a big leap. You may not have had the Marvel movie phenomenon that we have today if you didn't have what was considered at the time a really groundbreaking television series. I will always go to bat for okay. Lou Igno as The Incredible Hulk. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I showed my daughter, the, the CGI-raised daughter. Yeah. I say, you love Marvel, I love Marvel. <laughs> Look at The Avengers Hulk. Look at the Luferino cheesy 70s Hulk. Which one looks real? <laughs> and even she had to admit that the Hulk from the 1970s TV series, it's a real person, right? It's a real man. It's not, it's not something created on a laptop. So it's a great TV series. You can watch it on YouTube. Anyway, I don't know how she did it. Back to your mum. She found, she tracked down a seller in the US who had a limited edition, extremely vintage set of box set of um, cards you know like oh. you have baseball cards yeah and trading cards cards, trading or, cards yeah, yeah trading yeah. cards yeah. football sticker cards that kind of thing yeah. she found a complete set of incredible hulk 
cards from 1979, <laughs> including duplicates. I haven't counted them, but there must be 150 of them. Good for so your she, mom. She, huh? So she tracked it. She tracked it down. She bought it from. The, the seller in the US brought it back to her house wrapped it then sent it to me in Singapore now I don't know she, I know my mother she would not have spent a lot on it right because she would have waited <laughs> until the last seconds of the auction Aww. before putting her bid in but to me Glenn that's priceless absolutely priceless you give it's me, a fantastic gift you give me some city I don't know you spend $500 on stuff I don't want off that. she hasn't got that money but you know let's say for <laughs> argument's sake she spends me silly money on clothes and things right. like, I don't want it I don't need it I don't crave it that is absolutely priceless to me. And hmm. not only that, I thought about what we were talking about last week, you know, when we were saying that so many gifts are going to end up in landfill anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And I, there's some astonishing stat that 20% of all gifts will be broken within the first three months, toys, you know, <laughs> and never played with again within three months of Christmas, right? So not only has my mum bought me something that's absolutely <laughs> priceless, it's a recycled gift, isn't it? It's keeping the same it's gift perfect. in circulation. So someone's given that gift to a kid in his 70s, yeah. in the 1970s. It stayed in his family, whatever it is. He sold it on. I've now bought it. I'll pass it on at some point. I haven't created any landfill. I haven't produced anything. It's gone around the world six times, so I don't want to talk about the carbon footprint. The carbon footprint on those uh, cards is pretty high. Um, yeah. in, in fairness, it's gone US via UK to Singapore. But <laughs> And I thought, that, that's a great thing. You know, recycling gifts, what a great, a simple, great idea. Yeah. It's given me something that I love. It's brought me back wonderful memories of childhood. Everybody wins. My longtime friend, uh, Ed Peters, uh, is based in, uh, a writer based in Hong Kong, and he wrote a, a column an op-ed this week for the South China Morning Post. Christmas is taking a toll on the environment. He says, I'm no Scrooge, but let's cut back. And the, uh, the picture is of Christmas trees and garbage and the, you know, the mm. trash tip and all that. And, and his point is really good. It's like, look, you know, we, I love Christmas as much as the next guy, but we have got to get a hold on giving so many gifts that literally within 30 or 60 days end up broken and then within 90 days end up yeah, in, I think in the was, trash I, tip. I think it was that story. You sent me the link. Yeah. There it is. Look, broken, yeah. nearly half. I was wrong. It's nearly half. Nearly half. Uh, half. According to you know people that have studied Research, this, yeah. right? Nearly half of the Christmas morning gifts will be broken or binned by March. A single city of half a million people generates 125,000 tons of plastic packaging waste. Festive lighting not only drains electricity supplies, disorients wildlife. So, uh, you know, it yeah. is... Well, yeah. it's a very good example of this, and I don't want to pick on my daughter because she's actually a very good girl, and we, 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 she's not sport in any way. But about two years ago, when she'd have been about eight or nine, she wanted one of those silly... Japanese toy robot dogs that were a phase for about five minutes. They were yeah. about the size of your hand, you yeah. know, and you yeah. clapped and it jumped and it thing. We bought, uh, the grandmother bought it, even though we asked not to buy it, but she bought it for my daughter anyway. It was broke when we opened it. But because it was bought in the UK, we didn't have a receipt. But what bothered me about it, Glenn, and I, again, I don't want to pick on my daughter. It's just very much, it was part of her age and her generation. Mm. She didn't seem that bothered. She didn't really care because mm. it was just one of several other presents that she had. And I said, look, this has cost your grandmother 20 pounds. It may not be a lot of money to us, but it's a lot of money to her. Mm. And, I, and I, I was very angry with my daughter. I have to say, probably a bit too angry. But, you know, I said to her, this has been made in a factory somewhere. It's plastic. It's, it can't be preserved. It can't be recycled. I've got to throw it away. It's just waste. And it's that kind of thing. It was the fact that it was waste 
And it was the fact that she didn't really seem to care. She was just, well, it's just yeah. one of my many toys that I got at Christmas. Just far away. And what do kids do? You know, the first thing on Christmas morning is they rip up, they rip open every package. Mountains of plastic. You know, and they, they just, they don't even stop to even look at the gift mm. for a moment before they're on to the next one until they're all unwrapped and then they might go back and start playing with it. And, you know, my, my thought would be, hey, why not buy a gift or two? you know, that your child or your spouse wants. But then why don't you agree, maybe as a family or as a couple, if you don't have kids, to then uh, maybe take the rest of the money you would have spent on gifts. What about doing something, you know, donate to the last wildlife. Night, I donated money last night. You know, at My the, sister, uh, she, she said to me, I don't want any gifts this year. We don't need them. Yeah. There's an animal sanctuary in there the UK. Go. So I... I Hopefully she won't listen to this because I've spoiled her Christmas present. But my daughter's, <laughs> this is a good, no, my sister's Christmas present, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Great idea. I'm not making this up. Is two bales of hay and two bags of carrots. Hmm. That's my Christmas present to my sister this year at the animal sanctuary, which takes abused animals yeah. and uh, released animals. So they have a lot of ponies and horses where rich kids basically get bored with ponies, uh, Christmas gifts, what we were talking yeah. about, and end up in sanctuaries. So I've bought bales of hay <laughs> for the horses. Bags of carrots. And I've bought bags of carrots for various animals. So, <laughs> And my, my uh, sister and brother-in-law will basically open up an, env- an envelope on Christmas morning that says, Merry Christmas. Your Christmas present is two bales of hay and two <laughs> bags of carrots. Happy New Year. And she'll be very happy with that. It's what she wanted. You it's know, what and, she wanted. And, of course, there are many local uh, charities yeah, here in Singapore, in Singapore. And, and, you know, things you can do. You know, we've gone out um, a couple of years and we'll volunteer at, like, Willing Hearts, you know, making meals in the there. morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's, uh, the one in uh, El Junior. Uh, you know, and they, they put together something like five, 6,000 meals a day. Yeah. For underprivileged uh, people. And, you know, you can go to their kitchen early in the morning, five, five o'clock in the morning, start, you know, putting the meals together. I don't know. You, there are lots of things we can do where we're not consuming and yet making a positive difference. And on that point, that is one of the many times that I'm very, very proud to live in Singapore because we make fun of it on this show. We joke about the commercialization, over shopping and so on. But I've been to that Willing Hearts mm. and uh, I, took, uh, I went there with a school trip, took my daughter there. And it was fabulous because what it is there, those places when you go there, it's a great hangout for a lot of retirees, yeah. right? You see a lot of aunties there and they're just chopping. They're just chopping vegetables for the poor and the elderly. And, so, and they're gossiping about the Channel 8 drama they saw last night or the relatives <laughs> who won't get married or the kids who won't give them grandchildren. Yeah. But they're chopping their carrots and their broccoli and the gailan and all this. And, and it's, it's, it's almost streamlined. You know, Henry Ford's oh, production much. line. You can't mess around. Very much. You get the aunties there. The, the auntie Matthew says, hey, I'm more. Come on. Quite yet, quite yet. Faster, faster. You know, it's, it's wonderful. It is such... And it is a selfish experience, and it's a good selfish experience. Mm. What do I mean by that? Because, yes, you feel good about yourself. Mm. Is that such a bad thing? I've done something good. Yeah. I feel good today. Yep. So that when I go out later and I have my meal, I, don't feel, I feel a little bit less guilty because in the morning I chopped up some vegetables that will go to the poor, the elderly, whatever. That's not a bad thing. Well, uh, it's a selfish act, yes, but it's a positive selfish act. There's no harm yeah. in feeling good about yourself for for doing good. And uh, two things that come to mind. First, you know, it's a great blending of both Singaporeans who are yep. working to make their community better and expats who live here who yep. maybe come from a, a culture and a tradition yep. of yep. giving back that want to give back that also, uh, you know, that, that come into Willing Hearts and do that. But it also shows us and reminds us that, you know, without this – 
five or 6,000 people every day would be going with one less meal. Yep. And sometimes some, some of these people, I was told, it's their only meal in one day. It's just a food packet of you know rice and fish and, and whatever the vegetable of the day is and stuff. So it is a good reminder to us that you know there, there are a lot of folks in Singapore in need that are living on the fringes of eating and not eating. Yeah. And uh, you know, I feel, especially for my kids and, and myself as well, I feel like that's a, that's a great reminder to us to be not only thankful, but also to try to do whatever we can at whatever level to not make the world a trashier place, but to make it hopefully a little bit better for yeah. somebody else. And on that point, you mentioned one of the reasons that you and I are a sort of workaholics, I think, is because, you know, we, we were born into uh, not particularly wealthy, but okay, mine was, as people know, was reasonably poor, but, and you're always conscious of the fact, at least I am, with, I want my, and all parents listening will empathize <laughs> with this, I want my daughter to have the same qualities that I have, which is empathy, yeah. compassion, resilience, independence, hard work, but I don't necessarily want her to have the, the triggers that I had as a kid that made that possible. The struggle. It's the constant mm. struggle that all parents have. I mm. want them to be tough, but I don't necessarily want them to have the toughness that I had. Mm. So these kind of things that you're mentioning, and others, is very important, particularly at this time of the year, yeah. which is why I said coming back to that earlier point, I was so disappointed with that plastic dog <laughs> because the empathy was not there. The, the perspective for a moment was missing. So I, she, I'd probably drive her mad because she's done nothing wrong, but I'm constantly, in a gentle way, emphasizing that mm. not everybody has this. There are others who have that, and it's not mm. very... It's not a very fortuitous set of circumstances. So as long as you're aware of that and, mm. you, do, and you do what you can. I, I, and then I think you can li- literally have your Christmas cake and eat it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you've done your bit, right? That's all anyone's asking you to do. Just help out. Help right. out. Help out. There we go. Okay. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.